One of my many highlights on Easter Day was listening to how the difference between how the service started at 8 a.m. versus 10.30 a.m., the acclamation, the first words out of the priest's mouth. At 8 a.m., the, the celebrant or presider, the one who starts the service, was the Reverend Canon Katie Pearson. And she ascended the steps. It was 8 o'clock. There were a lot of people here. And she said, in the only way that Katie can, Alleluia! Christ is risen. And it was just uninhibited joy and affection. And then at 10.30, the Reverend Canon Broderick Greer was the presider or celebrant. He ascended the steps and there were 4,000 people here. And Broderick said in the only way Broderick can, I wish I could impersonate him. He said, Alleluia, Christ is risen. And it was passionate coolness. <laughs> and I thought a lot that day and since about tone of voice and the different ways in which Easter is proclaimed and Alleluia is spoken and the difference that mood and setting make even for that great mystery. Jesus says, there are other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them to us also, and they will listen to my voice. Priests are shepherds of sorts, and and the word pastor has that root, that Latin root, meaning to feed or to graze. It also relates that word to a a very ancient and I think very relevant tradition that the priest who presides or, or leads the prayers and distributes the sacraments is the same person that outside of the liturgy is the pastor who knows you. And there has to be a connection between those two roles or offices at best. And it's a way of of bridging the formal moments like this and the informal, what our life is really like. It's a way the priest is a symbol for that bridge, that relationship that extends from sacraments or the sacred stories to those messy and lovely contingencies of our lives. That somehow it all goes together. Priests are not perfect, of course. You know that. I know that. And that's exactly why when we do confess our sins, the priests kneel alongside of you and say that confession too, just like you. Confessing things done and left undone. There is only one good shepherd. And that's why priests always um, pray and preach from a very paradoxical place. 
We do our jobs well when we do them well. We do them well because our presence eventually gets out of the way. So that we don't stand between you and the good shepherd. In a sermon, for example, a good sermon with an interesting story is good and interesting because it leaves space and inspires you to remember or tell a story that only you know. Or in receiving Holy Communion, yes, the priest has a role leading the prayers and the rituals at the altar table, but eventually our presence gets out of the way so that you yourself approach the altar and receive Holy Communion and in your own body and soul internalize Christ. There is a, a, the program we do with children is called Godly Play. It's absolutely fabulous. And it's a particular approach to giving sacraments and stories to children. One of the most significant stories in Godly Play is the story of the Good Shepherd. When we're doing the story of the Good Shepherd, the storyteller takes out this box. In godly play, they're basically holy toys that are just mesmerizing, that every child wants to touch and play with, but not yet. And for the story of the Good Shepherd, the storyteller takes this box and opens it mysteriously and takes out what is basically a green patch of grass. It's green felt and places it before all of the children. And then the storyteller takes out what's basically this blue felt piece. It's the water and places it there. And then the scary part of the stories, when the storyteller takes out the black patches and puts it on the green and for the kids and says, you know, there are dark places in life too. And then the storyteller takes out the sheep, and that's the part that the children really want to touch, and then takes out this beautiful good shepherd. And as the storyteller puts down the good shepherd, the storyteller moves the good shepherd among the sheep and throughout the grass. And the storyteller says, I am the good shepherd. I walk before the sheep, and I lead them to the cool water. And the green grass. And if they have to, I lead them through the dark places. And then a little bit later, near the end, the storyteller says this. I wonder if you've ever had to go through a dark place. I wonder how you got through. I wonder if you've ever been lost I wonder if you've ever been found and not right then and there but a little bit later there can be conversation or art and a feast in which the children express what they have to say or feel in light of all of those wondering questions The gospel stories we tell in our sacraments are oh so personal. 
So how is it that you say Alleluia? With what tone of voice and what story of death and resurrection do you and only you know by heart?